You are listening to episode 117 of the Confident Coaches Podcast, the one where you rewrite the stories you tell. Let's go. Welcome to the Confident Coaches Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Amy Latta. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends. How are you doing out there? I hope you're doing fabulously as always. I know that I am. And I just want to say, oh my goodness, hello. Welcome, February. You know, that January of the year always seems to take forever, but we have made it through the first month and it only gets warmer and more fabulous from here. It is Tuesday of the first week of February. I think it might even be February 1st, maybe. And this week I have my students coming in for the three-day live event of the February class. The February class starts this week. I'm so excited to see what these students do. And you need to be paying attention. Listen in, lean in. I'm going to be telling stories from this class. I'm going to be sharing all kinds of new concepts that I have created for them. You want to know what? It's not even so much that I have brand new concepts. Something that you hear me talk about all of the time here on the podcast is how I take the concepts that I have learned and I have understood, and I just keep making them simpler and easier to understand with every single round of the podcast. And through that, I become a better teacher, I become a better coach, and sometimes it might lead to a brand new concept or it might just be clarification on concepts I've been teaching this whole time. So the information that I am introducing to this February class, we start on Thursday. We are meeting here in St. Louis, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We have a few people who are joining us virtually. They are not flying here into St. Louis. They're going to be hearing all of the new stuff. They're going to be the very first people to hear the path to 100K through this new updated, simpler, more succinct lens than I've ever taught it before. And you guys will be hearing about more of that as these weeks move on. Now, it's possible that by the time this airs, we will have sold out. But as of the time of this recording, you may not be able to get here to St. Louis by tomorrow, but you could definitely still join us virtually. So if you have missed out. If you were like, I've been meaning to get my application in. As of the time of this recording, you can still join us. So amylatta.com forward slash mastermind if you have not already. Otherwise, y'all got to wait till August. Y'all got to wait till August to get onto your path to 100K. And I just keep telling y'all, why wait? You can be $10,000 richer by the end of these six months. If you are already making $10,000 as a life coach, then our goal is to get you to $10,000 in a month. And that actually is a little bit of what we're talking about here today in this podcast. So again, if you want to be in the February class, we can still get you in, at least as of the time of the recording of this podcast, amylatta.com forward slash mastermind. And this podcast episode is a follow-up to last week. Now, last week I talked about single tasking, which I mean is about becoming someone who gives her brain the space 
to focus on one thing at a time, you know, that I really got into the habit of playing word games while I'm trying to watch TV or trying to respond to people's comments or messages or emails while my kid's trying to talk to me, having four or five different tabs open and I'm trying to write this post and respond to this and take care of this as opposed to just following through all the way with one task. Now, as somebody who has ADD, I have frequently talked about like, This is just how I function, but I'm really trying to rewrite this story about myself. So this is how Rewrite Who You Are, which is today's podcast, is a follow-up to last week because it's one thing to honor how my brain might function and to see the value in slowing down and not filling every moment of my day trying to do all of the things, right? But it's quite another thing to just be constantly telling myself that this is just who I am as a person and not giving myself the opportunity to feel better and less stressed and less anxious if I can. And I really have noticed how I talk about myself in relation to how I show up. Like me talking about how I'm just not a person who can focus. I have ADD. I don't sleep well. I have perimenopause, and because of that, I've gained a bunch of weight. I have insomnia. I don't sleep well. I struggle to concentrate on one thing at a time. I have squirrel brain. All of this just feels true. I'm like, look at all the piles of evidence. This is just true. Let me show you my sleep watch. You know, my Apple watch tells me how much deep sleep I've gotten, how many hours of sleep I've gotten, how many times I've woken up. I could film me during the day and show you how I bounce from one thing to another, another. Like I have tons of evidence to support this story. And so it just feels very true. But the question is, is does it help me to keep telling that story? Does it support me to keep telling that story? Does that story feel good? when I tell it over and over again. And the bottom line is it just doesn't. Just doesn't. And the interesting thing is, here's the story that I have about me. And now I'm trying to change how I act when that is the story that I keep telling about me. Now, let's think about this, coaches. Coaches, we know. We know how this goes, right? How do we create what we do? What we do comes from how we feel. And how we feel comes from how we think. And the way we tell our story about ourselves is thinking. That's just a story of thoughts. That's just a story of belief, right? Because I guarantee you, somebody can follow me through the day and they could look at that watch and they could see the hours and they would be like, you don't have insomnia. I have insomnia. You don't bounce around from one thing over and over and over again. I bounce from one thing over and over again. Not all seven and a half billion people on the planet would agree with my story because they might have a different take on it. That's how we know that these stories that we tell about ourselves, even when they feel true, we know that it's just thoughts and thoughts are always optional. And we know that it's thoughts because not all seven and a half billion people on the planet would agree with my story about myself. They'd be like, oh, You think you got it bad. Wait till I tell you about my sister. Wait till I tell you about my neighbor down the street. What do I tell you about me, right? That's how we know that these stories we tell, no matter how real they feel, no matter how true they feel, is just a thinking exercise and we can always choose something different. 
And it's so interesting that I've been trying to stay married to these stories about who I am and how I am, and also trying to change what I do. We know this doesn't work. I don't sleep well, so let me try to go to bed earlier so I can get more sleep. I don't focus well, so let me try to focus on one thing at a time. Whether or not I have diagnosed ADD or not, whether I get eight hours of sleep or not, whether it takes me 10 to 11 hours to get those eight hours in, telling these stories about myself this way simply doesn't serve me because it's not going to create what I want in the feeling line and I'm going to have to force myself on the action line to act the way that I really want to act. I don't sleep well. Thought, which makes me feel tired and disappointed and frustrated. So on the action line, let me try to set up some sort of sleep system so that I sleep well. But I keep telling the story that I don't sleep well. (laughs) Like, do you see how we punch ourselves in the face with the stories that we tell about ourselves? Just because we can find evidence as to how these stories are true, all you have to do is put them into a model and see how these thoughts do not drive the feelings and actions that I want. They feel terrible. I'm tired before even taking a foot out of my bedroom. I feel unfocused before I even sit down to work. Like imagine feeling energetic when I wake up and say, I had insomnia last night and I had a terrible night of sleep. So let's go tackle the day. No, I'm fucking exhausted before I even leave my bedroom, right? And here's the interesting thing. So I just got back from an in-person event. I was a guest instructor for my teachers, my coaches, 200K Mastermind. And after three days of that, I then had my in-person mastermind, the $2 million group. And it was so fascinating to watch me tell the story of how well I did or did not sleep, to watch me tell the story about my insomnia, about my perimenopause, about how terrible it's been. So let me try to make it better by changing something that I'm doing. Like it was almost like an out of body experience as I watched myself interact with other people and tell them about how I was or was not doing and how I was just reinforcing all of these stories that I'm trying to change. I'm trying to change the action of these stories, but I keep telling the same one. It was super fascinating. Like I was watching the words come out of my mouth and like in my head going, Amy, you're doing that thing where you're telling people how terrible night of sleep that you got last night, how you're really trying to, you know, overcome this insomnia thing. Like who wants to overcome anything? That sounds terrible. How about I just stop telling everybody all the time how I'm struggling with insomnia? How about if I just start deciding to say, you want to know what? I sleep great. I know. I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my cells. My brain's going, but you don't. But you don't, Amy. I don't care if other people would agree with you or not. I don't care if it feels true. These stories about who you are and who you aren't are super important because they dictate how you will move throughout your day. And the stories that you tell about yourself is who you will be, is who you will become. Those are the results you will create over and over again. So you need to look at the stories you use to talk about yourself and let go of the ones not serving you. By the way, I feel very much that this episode is not unlike last episode, where I am still very aware of the stories that I have not yet 
changed. I literally just got back from this in-person event and literally just witnessed me not doing what I'm telling you we all need to do in this podcast episode. So I'm right there with you on this one. I might only be a sentence ahead of you. I might just have the awareness that I need to change and yet have not yet changed. And that's okay because again, like last week's episode about single tasking, I just feel like this is too important not to talk about. Now, I was already aware of this and it was just happenstance that on my car ride home, so I actually drive to Louisville from St. Louis because it actually, there's no direct flight. So it actually takes less time to drive the four hours than it does to fly to Chicago and then fly to Louisville or fly to Dallas and then fly to Louisville. So on my car ride home, I reread James Clear's Atomic Habits. I already done single tasking episode. I was already aware that the story I wanted to do this week, the podcast episode I wanted to do this week, was about the stories that support my single tasking. I was already aware of how I was talking to people at the in-person event. And then I'm listening to James Clear, and it was the exact information that I needed to reiterate why we need to rewrite the stories that we tell about ourselves. It is a must-read for anyone, but especially entrepreneurs. He just talks about forming new habits and changing habits and using our mindset and our brain to create that. And one of the things that he talks about is that there's the outcome of the goal, and then there's the actions of the goal, and then there's how you talk about yourself in relationship to the goal. Now, I'm summarizing. I'm telling you this in my own words, not necessarily quoting him. But what we'll do is we'll set goals. We'll focus on wanting the outcome of the goal, right? We'll be so focused on the end result. We may focus on the actions needed to create that goal. And many coaches, you know, before I discovered life coaching, this is what I thought coaches were, is that here are the actions you need to do in order to create the goal. But the most important part is the last one, who you are, what you say about yourself, what you talk about yourself, what you believe about yourself. And are you talking about yourself in a way where you are becoming the person who has that outcome? Think of this in terms of weight loss. I want to lose 10 pounds and we'll be so focused on the, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight. But we do also have to focus on the actions that take to losing weight, whether that be planning your meals in advance, whether that be adhering to a specific eating plan. But the most important part is talking about yourself in a way where you are the person who has already lost the weight. I take care of my body. I feed my body food that helps nourish it. I get enough rest. I exercise. I I move my body. I am this person who does these things. This is who I am as a person. That's the most important part of achieving your goal is how you talk about yourself. This is straight up self-concept stuff. So in Confident Coaches Mastermind, which is my paid six-month-long mastermind, we do spend time on your audacious self-concept. What do you want to believe about yourself as a coach, as a person selling coaching, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur? What do you want to believe about yourself as a wife or a mom or a friend who is also a business owner? What do you want to believe about yourself as a wife just in general? What do you want to believe about yourself as a parent? We dive into those areas where you really want to elevate your self-concept 
so that you can really step into this is who I am becoming. This is what I am believing about myself. You need to believe it and you need to speak into it before you're going to see it. How you write your story, how you talk about yourself will determine if you change your actions and if you create those new results. So it is super important how you talk about yourself every single day. I can't just say I'm a good sleeper once a week or once every couple of weeks. If I'm going to then show up with some friends and be like, oh yeah, how did I sleep? You know, I've had better nights. Like, I can't just say it one time and it's going to stick. It has to be how I talk about myself on an ongoing basis. Because a belief that you have about yourself, that's just a thought that you repeat over and over again. So there are single thoughts that happen one time, but what you think and what you say over and over again, that actually becomes belief and that actually becomes your truth. That becomes your reality. So if you want to change your reality, you have to change the individual thoughts and you need to repeat them over and over again until that becomes your reality. So if you believe that you are a paid coach, describing yourself as, well, I'm just a new coach or I haven't gotten paid yet is terrible because you're not talking about yourself in relationship to the person that you're trying to become. If you are a free coach, a brand new coach who either has no clients or only free clients, how are you talking about yourself? If you are talking about yourself in terms of, I'm trying to be a life coach, I'm starting a life coaching business, I am on my way, I'm getting there. All of those can sound good, but they don't create the results of being a life coach with paid clients. I am a life coach. I am a paid coach. I have a life coaching business. This is only the beginning. Now notice this is only the beginning is very different than I'm getting there, right? It really is an emotional check in your body. You really want to go with the stories that feel powerful and empowered and motivating, not like consolation prizes. So same with a coach who's got a few paid clients under their belt. They want to make that first $5,000 or that first $10,000. Now this is what we do inside the mastermind. But what happens is the clients that I have so frequently, the story that they tell is always short of that. It's always, well, I've had a few clients. I've had a few clients. I didn't get paid much. I haven't made much yet. As if these are stories that we want to keep telling, as opposed to being in awe of every dollar that we've earned, of every interaction that we've had, of every client that we've had. Like, believe you are a coach because you decided that you are. And that's the story you're going to start telling from this paid forward. Believe that you are a paid coach because it's the story that you are telling and it's what the result is that you want to create. Believe that you are a six-figure coach because if you made $5,000 or if you've made $10,000, you are on your way there. I can tell the story that I'm a million-dollar coach even though I haven't made a million dollars in a year. I've actually made just over a million dollars in the lifetime of my coaching business The fact that I haven't done it in one year doesn't mean anything. And actually, even once I made enough money in one month that would equal a million dollars, I was like, I'm a million dollar coach. (laughs) That first month that I had close to $80,000, I rounded that sucker up and was like, I'm a million dollar coach. And you can do the same. If you are saying you are between five and $10,000, you are a six-figure coach. 
Because between five and $10,000 a month is what you need to earn in order to be a six-figure coach. Because you've done it one time, you can now just replicate it. Now, we will hesitate to claim that we're a six-figure coach or claim that we're a paid coach or claim that we're a million-dollar coach because we're afraid of either being called delusional or being called a liar. Now, I'm going to get to the second one in just a moment, but for as far as the delusional part goes, that is some patriarchal bullshit right there, <laughs> okay? And let's talk about why, okay? So this I might be delusional falls into this belief that all of the evidence in the world must support what I want to believe about myself all of the time. Like there can't be any evidence to the contrary or it must not be true. And I must be delusional. And I'm like, why? Says who? Because some people who died eons ago who set these rules of like, you have to be perfect all of the time or this thing that you're saying about yourself isn't true. And they put these rules in place to keep us small, to keep us thinking we have to be perfect in order to say we are something that we say we are. Like the people who decided that aren't even here anymore. And we just as a collective society have decided you're delusional unless you're that thing all of the time and nothing less. As opposed to if you have any evidence as to how it's true, you can decide that it's true. There isn't anyone policing your thinking. There isn't anyone policing your storytelling. Your thoughts do not have to hold up in a court of law. What you think and believe about yourself is not being judged by a jury of your peers. And here's why this is so important. If you think you have to have 100% evidence 100% of the time in order to believe that something is true for you, then that story can never be true. Because you will have terrible days. You will sometimes have evidence that the opposite is true. And even in the face of overwhelming evidence, near 100% evidence, you will still find people who don't agree with you. And if you need 100% of all human beings agreeing with you that your story is true, you're simply never going to get there. So you might as well go with the one person whose opinion that matters the most, and that is yours. Tell the story that you want to tell and decide that is your truth. Now, be super clear, I'm not talking about lying. I'm not saying that you go out there and be like, I've coached a hundred people and you haven't coached anyone. I'm not saying I've made a million dollars in a year when I actually haven't made a million dollars in a year. But I can write the story that I am a person who is a million dollar coach. I can write the story that I am a person who sleeps well. Because sometimes I do. I can write the story that I am a person who can focus and who can do one task at a time because sometimes I do. I can be the person who says my path to 100K is guaranteed and it will work for you because I have clients who have made it work. My process works because I have clients who have created that result with my process. And of course, I can believe it is true because it's my true story. I can write the story that my body and I are on an adventure together in my late 40s and that we are in this together because we are. And this feels so much better than needing 100% evidence all of the time in order for my story to be taken seriously. 
We are who we say we are over and over again. You are not what you do. You are not what you say. You are not what you think in a moment. You are not what you feel. You are the story that you tell of yourself over and over again. So what is the story of who you are? What is your story of who you say you are over and over again? Make sure it's one that serves you. Make sure it's one that creates the actions of what you want to be doing. Make sure it's one that creates the outcomes or the results that you want to see. Make sure these things are in alignment. And when you catch that they are not, choose in that moment to rewrite your story. Don't let it just sit out there lingering incorrect. Correct yourself in that moment. Be super on to yourself. Do not let these half-assed tales of who you are slip in and out. Call yourself on it when you catch it. Remind yourself in a moment of who you are and own every bit of that. This will change how you feel and this will change how you show up in the world day in and day out. And it will create the change that you want. All right, my smart, focused, well-rested, money-making coaches. I can't wait to see what you create this year. And until next week, let's go fuck some shit up. Coaches, I have created a brand new freebie offer just for you podcast listeners. I created a brand new training called Stop Overcomplicating Confidence because I see my coaches do it all the time, make this confidence thing way harder than it has to be. In this free training, you're going to learn exactly how you overcomplicate confidence, what's creating that, and how to stop it. Here's the best part. All of it, less than an hour. Less than an hour of your time, you will feel more confident in less than an hour, right? Yeah, friends, this is the best training I've ever done. So visit amylatta.com forward slash podcast gift to get yours. Again, that's amylatta.com forward slash podcast gift. Go now and feel more confident in just an hour. Thanks so much for listening to the Confident Coaches Podcast. I invite you to learn more. Come visit me at amylatta.com. And until next week, let's go do epic stuff.